Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Hey, we are really glad that you have picked this podcast to listen to. Among the many choices that you have for your Student Ministry Podcast, uh, we are honored to do it, and we would love to hear what you think of it. So if you could take about 30 seconds and leave a rating and review, that really would help us know what you think of the podcast. We really do read those, and we make uh, adjustments to our podcast. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we'll slide that into an upcoming topic. Thanks in advance for doing that. I'm Ben Trueblood, and with me today, the one and only producer, Nathan. How's it going? Good, man. You are live on location this week from uh, from one of our camps out in New Mexico. I am. Yes, it's great. How was how? So you are. Uh, it's like midweek, right? You're halfway through the camp week. Yeah, right now it is halfway, exactly halfway through. They're just starting uh, track times and stuff halfway through the second full day. So, yep. Okay, so uh, it's our it's one of our huge camps out at Glorietta, which is an amazing location it is pretty unbelievable scenery wise there's not many places in the country like it's i guess they call it high desert is what but it's like it's a good deserty but also mountainous so hence yeah. the name high desert yeah it's really cool amazing sunrises sunsets it is a lot of shrubs and it's really dusty but it also at the same time is really pretty which may seem like a oxymoron but it, it works out really well <laughs> shrubby and dusty i like it yep. uh, if you've ever if you've never been to that you know the santa fe glorietta part of of new mexico it really is a, a beautiful place well nathan you're you're out there right now and uh our topic this week is developing students who lead now the interesting thing about that is that the way that we do our camps on the fuge side of things also on Centric Kid and uh, Student Life, a little bit less so on the Student Life because of the, the way we operate camp over there. But on the Fuge side of things, we get to see a lot of college students come in and lead camps. We hire staff that come in and do that. And so we almost get like phase two of students who have been developed as leaders in student ministry and now are in their college years and are now using the leadership foundation that they've had built for them in, in middle school and high school. It's an amazing thing. Like certainly there are some who come to know the Lord in college and like dive in and want to do that or don't express any leadership desire at all until college and then jump in and serve with us. But you have not, if pe people that have listened to the podcast for a long time, know you're on our training team. Uh, you've been working on the podcast for several years, and so you're you're a part of of what we do at Lifeway Students from the training team perspective. Um, but maybe most of the listeners don't know that you got your start with us on the camp teams that you yep. directed camp uh, for a few years and and led those teams of college students who are. <laughs> for the sake of example, in phase two of that leadership, if phase one of leadership development for them was middle school and high school. So I would love to hear you talk about kind of some of the things that you saw in your staff. Now, remember for the listening audience, this is people who are 19, 20 years old, right? Uh, some are older, but 19, 20 years old who are serving in camp ministry all summer, leading the camps that we put on. So they are fresh out of your student ministries uh, many times. 
And so, Nathan, I would love to hear from your perspective. You're on site at camp this week. You've directed camp, and that's how you got your start, really, with Lifeway students. What are some of the things that you notice about great summer staffers that tell you, oh, man, they came from a student ministry that really cared about developing them as leaders? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And I've definitely seen a lot of staff come through and the ones that really do shine and stand out are the ones that have been given leadership opportunities through through student ministry, whether that was I mean, we've had we've had some great what we we so for some of our locations, we do like a, a band that, and they're all on staff. Uh, so we get the worship leader. They kind of help get some some people to come through. And they if they've led in the sense of youth group growing up, you can just really see that in their intentionality with how they lead worship, how they kind of prepare. You, you know, you can tell that they've had some experience in that. And I think that's one of the biggest things is just experience in leadership. If Bible study track leaders, whenever they come in and they've had experience leading, you can tell because they're they're not as maybe shocked if something doesn't go quite their way or they're more willing to to plan and prepare and be like, Oh man, let me really think through what this looks like to even teach a Bible study. That's a big one. Um, if they've been given opportunities to, to teach Bible study, then man, you can see them pouring over their notes, you know, double checking stuff, making sure they've got everything in a row. Cause they've been in that room. They've talked to students before, even if they were talking to other students when they were still a student, maybe that's as a junior, senior helping lead, um, especially because even when they get to here, they'll probably be leading sixth, seventh grade. So a lot of the students, they would have been speaking, talking to leading in their student ministry, student ministry leaders, but it really does it really does show when they've been given those opportunities. Because if you think about it, leadership really is a lot of, a lot of it's about experience. You can talk about it. You can talk about a lot of principles, which are great. And it's good to have those in your mind when you go into it. But a lot of leadership is just simply learned through experience. And so if they get experience before they even get here to become a summer staffer, then it really does, it really does show and kind of help them shine in that, in those moments. I like, I like the way you phrase that in that it's not just principles. Because I think it's easy for us in student ministry to, hey, join this leadership team and we're going to walk through these books or we're going to talk about these leadership principles or I'm going to have somebody or multiple people from our church come in and talk through like leaders do this. But unless they actually have opportunities to put into practice things. Yeah then they're building up a wealth of knowledge, which is good, but eventually knowledge has to lead to action, right? Like we would see that scripturally too, from our spiritual lives is that knowledge of faith has to lead to action, that this buildup of faith and spiritual knowledge is not really of any benefit unless it drives us to action. And so the same thing in leadership as student ministers are developing student pastors, listeners to this podcast, as you're thinking about developing leaders, giving them opportunities to put into practice the principles that you're teaching is of utmost importance. So Nathan, you called out planning as one of the the markers that made you kind of say as a camp director, leading a staff of 40 to 50 people and saying, Hey, the ones who have an ability to plan have a great foundation. The other one that you mentioned, though, that I think is really interesting is flexibility. You mentioned them not getting frustrated when something doesn't go exactly the right way. Talk more about, from your perspective, again, in leading these students in phase two, because, man, like we talk about all the time in student ministry, like we aren't just doing student ministry for the teenage years. Like we're preparing teenagers for the rest of their lives. And if we want them to serve and if we want them to pour into people, then phase two of that can look like the camp atmosphere. It can look like a lot of other things. 
It can yeah, look sure. like the camp atmosphere. And then we want to launch them well into that. This is important to, to see it from this. Okay. How are college students serving? And then that is a reflection of how we are training them to serve in student ministry. So talk a little bit more about the flexibility and, and why you mentioned that specifically as, hey, th- this shows that somebody has, has led something before. Yeah, it's really interesting to see somebody who is able to realize, I guess, because if you've been through a situation where you've had to step in and lead, especially the first, first times, and I think continuing on and on in leadership, but you have those moments where things just don't go as you planned. And that makes you in that moment, figure out, okay, what do I need to do? You have to ask yourself some questions. And so if they've been through that, then they're better and quicker on their feet whenever the curveballs are thrown at them. So especially in a camp context, we can get curveballs thrown at us all day long. Like I, I am right now at Gloriette and all of a sudden it was a, it's a great, beautiful day, but the wind picked up out of nowhere. We've had stuff blowing everywhere all of a sudden. So like, that's a curveball. You might think, oh, that's not a big one. You got to run around and pick it up, but you got to run around and pick it up while you're trying to like manage kids and all that kind of stuff too. Right. And so it's just, if they've been in situations that help push them and stretch them, then they're able, I think, to formulate those processes where they can start to, you know, kind of go through those, the procedures in your head of like, okay, what do I need to do next? Um, and it really shows in that, again, that Bible study context, because we've all, as student ministry leaders, we've all been in that Bible study, we're teaching it, like it's going great, students are asking great questions, and out of the blue, you know, our, I feel like we always pick on the middle schooler, but you know what, sometimes it is, always, <laughs> leading camp, I always joked about, I always called a kid like Little Johnny, Little Johnny's the kid that will pick up the lawnmower to trim a bush at ministry site, right, and you're like, it's not what we're trying to do, right, <laughs> oh, just walk gosh. around the corner and it's happening, you're like, no, 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 this isn't it, right, so we all can picture that, that maybe middle schooler or that person, but you're going to have those students who just all of a sudden ask, maybe it's an incredibly deep thought out question, and you've got to be ready for that, or maybe it's just simply like, you know, we may be walking through Moses part in the Red Sea. And he was like, do you think like shark fins were sticking out of the water on the walls and like flop around on the ground? And you're like, this came out of nowhere, right? But we've got to yeah. be ready for those kind of just off the wall questions. So leaders who've had that experience of just being ready for kind of every little curveball that can be thrown at them, like experience really is the great teacher. I um, mean, it really does show when they've been either in a student ministry or other contexts where they've been given the freedom to lead. Because I think, I think that's a big piece in, in giving over leadership is you've got to give them the freedom to lead. And you've also got to give them the freedom to, to mess up and fail, um, because I think that's yeah. really where the learning comes from. I mean, don't let them, you know, run in front of a car, right? Protect them where you can, but make sure that they have chances to fail and pick themselves up and say, hey, what could I have done better? Um, that's that kind of goes back to that prep thing of Bible study leaders who have taught a lot before realize like, oh, I really want to prep and do well because they're doing that so that they'll be ready for when those curveballs come. They'll be ready when if, if they're doing an activity that doesn't fall I've taught for a while. And, you know, sometimes you would, we have a great activity in our minds. We're like, this is going to go great. And it just falls flat. And it's like, well, <laughs> how do flopped. I transition and get out of this? Right. It's like students are like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I thought it was great. Okay, cool. So moving on. But, you know, it's just, there's no better way to get through some of that than just to learn, not just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. It's like, oh, the more preparation I can put into this, the better that this, either the Bible study or whether it's rec or whatever you're leading, the more prep you put into it, the better a leader that you can be and try to kind of get ahead of some of those curveballs. So then you just, you know, slam that curveball, a home run into left field. Right. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the flexibility piece of this, I think is so important and the learning to fail piece. I am not a person who enjoys failure a whole lot. I don't know that, I don't know that anyone enjoys it. Some people are able to roll with it better than others. I would say I struggle to just roll with it and on to the next thing. But that is a learned 
skill in how to deal with failure. And you're right from a Bible study. We've all had Bible studies that have gone well or teaching opportunities that have gone extremely well. And we've all had them that have kind of flopped, not just from a teaching perspective. You know, you also mentioned, Hey, I'm at camp. The wind picked up today and blew over a a shelter and knocked over the speakers for wreck. And now the speakers are broken. So what do you do now? Right. Those are being able to think on your feet and having experienced something that has gone wrong before and being able to adjust to that rather than it cause paralysis or cause you to shut Mm -hmm. down is an important leadership skill. And you have mentioned a few times, like it comes from experience and giving people an opportunity. So student pastors, like I would say this, to truly develop leaders in your ministry, you have to give them opportunities where they might fail and train them or recruit a volunteer to train them for a task and to walk with them through it. But you have to give them enough freedom to where they experience this part of leadership, the failure part of leadership, because it is a part of being a leader. I don't know a single leader that has succeeded in everything that they've done. In fact, when you read and you study great leaders, all of them talk about, well, you can't really say all because I have not studied all great leaders. (laughs) But it is a standard, consistent principle that the greatest of leaders failed well, learned from their their failure, were able to persevere through it. And so more than never failing, I think the perseverance and flexibility is an important part of leadership. And so student pastors, that can be scary because when you're developing leaders of teenagers in your ministry, you're giving them part of the ministry to do. You are turning over, you're handing them the keys to part of the ministry, knowing that it may not be as high of a quality of excellence that you would like and knowing that they might fail at it. That can be a scary thing. And it's the reason why I believe we don't develop teenagers as well as we possibly could is because we're afraid that it's going to fail and maybe reflect on us, or we're afraid that it's not going to meet some standard that we have in our heads. But that's when I would put the question back to you, student pastors, and just say, is that the short game or the long game? The long game says, Even if this student fails, I or another volunteer leader that I've trained is I'm going to be there. We are going to be there to help them learn from that failure, learn how to persevere, learn how to be flexible. And that is going to serve them better later in life than this program X going to the way that we think it should by us holding on to everything. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think sometimes we may, we have to be careful that we don't. Uh, put to put excellence on too high of a pedestal. I think God does call us call us to excellent and to be excellent in everything that we do to um, to work with all that we've got. But those students need to, you know, you need the students in the praise band if they're playing, and maybe the keys player starts in the wrong key or plays the wrong song, and you have to like 
everybody just stop, reset and go again. And yes, they're mortified on stage when that happens, but you learn that, you know, worship can happen in multiple contexts. Worship happens, whether or not we have the sound system goes down. Well, guess what? We can still worship because we don't need, we don't need that, you know, as a, we don't need audio or, or lights or those kind of things. And I think, you know, that's a big, a big piece of it is giving the students the freedom to, to have those moments where they do, where they do mess up to really help them see that they like, you know, God still is in control. He's still working. He's still doing every this, um, everything that he's designed to. And so it really is just a matter of giving students those chances, us sitting back and just giving them the freedom to experience that. I think that makes them a much better leader. It's the, you know, hopefully I, I, a big part of what I do here for huge is I help teach and train, you know, audio engineers, program directors and students who've been, you know, they've gotten the chance to be on a soundboard and mix and in youth group and actually gotten to do it. Like they come in and, you know, they're usually a little bit further ahead of other people who are maybe just, you know, have moved a fader or two, nothing wrong with that. We'll train everybody, but the only way to learn audio is to sit there and sit there and sit there and to listen and to mix and mix and mix. I can tell you, so I'm blue in the face, all the principle and theories, but until you get on there and do it, it's like riding a bike. I can tell you how to ride a bike all day long, but until you get on there and fall over a few times until you get it, that's the only way to really learn. So yeah, it's true. And so the other thing that I would say about this is, yeah, you're preparing them for when you choose to develop leaders, choose to help them learn how to fail and give them enough responsibility where they might fail. And all of those things that we've talked about before, you're not just preparing them for phase two of leadership. You're also engaging them in discipleship because as you give them opportunities to, to, to lead and to serve and to, to, you're giving them opportunities to find out their gifts. To find, you might put somebody that's really interested in, the, in running audio and they get back there and they realize, oh, I don't like this. Cool. Yep. You, find some, you find somewhere else where they might fit and you're helping those people find their gifts and use them. And that is a part of discipleship. You are, you are fine, helping them find their place in the body of Christ where they can plug in. So phase two for them may not be serving at summer camp somewhere, right? It might be somewhere else. It might be interning for you. It, uh, who knows? It might be working at the go-kart track in your town. Mm-hmm. I have, which is a fun job. It's one that I had yeah. <laughs> for a little while. Uh, the F1 go-kart track. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We actually had those, the place where I worked had the, uh, like the, the top of the car, like the shell would lift up mm. and you'd oh, sit down fun. in it and then it would close down. Look, they looked kind of like small NASCARs, but mm. I digress. You're helping them in those moments, find the places where they can use the gifts that God has given them. And that is discipleship. We also know that that helps them connect to the church long-term. And so you're not just developing leaders so that, hey, they're going to be a better leader when they leave here, which is fine. It's the discipleship piece of it that really matters. It's helping them know, okay, God has shaped me this way, and he shaped me this way for a reason so that I, as a part of the body of Christ, can say, man, the church needs me because these are my gifts, and I can put them into practice. That way, when they show up on a college campus or the next phase of their life, they know man, the church needs me wherever I am. The body of Christ needs me because I can fulfill this function. And my student ministry helped me learn what that was and helped me learn how to put it into practice. And then piled on the leadership principles and the learning how to fail and learning how to persevere and all of those things with it. And so student pastors, I want you to, to hear that this is 
not just leadership development, that leadership development is actually a part of discipleship. Hey, thanks for listening today. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We'll see you next time.